Hi, I'm John. And I'm Ron, and this is Digital Divination on the No Direction Network. for another episode of Digital Divination. Ron, uh, I think we should just jump right into this. You know, we had talked last time about starting uh, Horizons of the Vast, book one. And man, there's a lot of cool stuff that uh, we learned even in the first episode. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. What what episode is this, John? What? uh, um, Well, you know, you said it didn't matter anymore, so I... (laughs) I just kind of lost track of it. I don't want to assume that I'm the, that everybody thinks like I do, but uh, some people, the number might matter. John, I feel like to you, the number matters. What episode are we, John? Uh, this is, this is episode 50. 50. Episode 50. Yes. 50. You told that's me. a milestone in podcasting, right? 50 episodes. Well, well I thought so, but you said we're just going to breeze by it and go right to a hundred. So, okay. I wanted to get going on that. <laughs> Oh. You're not, well, not going to stop us from hitting 100. We're going to hit 100 anyway, but let's take a minute and celebrate some milestone. How far we've come to get to 50. You know, um, it's funny you mentioned that. I was kind of thinking back, okay, when did we start this? And uh, our first episode was, uh, we recorded it in like the third week of March of 2020. And I think at that time, we did not know the severity of what we know now that we're in the middle of. Right. And uh, so that we, we don't, it doesn't even come up. I don't think I, I went back and, and um, I went back and listened to the first episode mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's funny. I'm, um, I'm hearing us talking. And first, the first thing I notice is, man, my editing has gotten so much better. Uh, <laughs> I did not know how to normalize uh, uh, our tracks very well. So I'm really loud. And, you know, you're a pretty loud guy, but you're quieter. And then the music is, uh, so it's like, oh, man. I say, should I go back at that? No, no, that's that's a learning experience. That's a learning experience. This is the um, same. One of the, I'm not, I, I do not make a habit of reaching over on my shelves here and pulling out some of the very, very early stuff I've written because I know <laughs> I will be so embarrassed by yeah. it. Yeah, it's like, and we thought it was pretty good. And it's funny the way that we that we talked about how the show would be, how we described it. It's exactly how we've done it for two years too. Just being us. Yeah, we're just, just gonna rip on stuff. To we're just gonna yep. talk. <laughs> so, so I thought that that turned out pretty well. But I was really disappointed about one thing though. What's that? What's that? How the episode ended. How did we? End? I haven't listened to it in so long. Uh I said good night, Ron. And you said goodnight, John, and that was it. Just uh, the end. <laughs> the end. And I'm thinking, wait a second. We have this signature thing that we started doing. Oh, it turns out we started doing that in episode two. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> After episode one ended so badly, you're like, oh, boy. I guess. We yeah, need I think... something to, yeah. to get rid of it. 
and and then it's been automatic since then. But I, I I'm thinking I thought we did that the first episode, and so I went back and listened to the second one. Said no, nope, no, nope, that's when we started. And I don't even remember how we decided to do that. It just kind of I think we just did it one time. Well, we don't do a lot of prep. We I remember, especially in those early days, we kind of go back and forth on Facebook Messenger, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, how about yeah. we talk about this? Oh, well, yeah. I could say this. All right, that sounds good. Um, if I can, uh, if I can share this story, uh, the horizons of the vast game. I know you're going to get to it. We'll talk about it. But when right, we were going right. around the table of people, just you know, talking about who we are were and our little backgrounds and stuff like that, you know, we're mentioning mm-hmm. ourselves. And uh, when it got to you, you said. You know, and I'm I'm John, and I said, and I'm Ron, and this is digital divination. I'm <laughs> yes. so trained in the end of the episode here <laughs> that I when know, you said, I, I couldn't not respond to that. Was yes, a... that was good. I, 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 you know, it's a Pavlonian uh, exp- response now. Anytime I say that around you, <laughs> well, we've done it. I would have, I would have yeah. thought we'd done yeah. it 49 times. Apparently, we've only done it 48 times. <laughs> I know. Should we, should we add that? I can just splice it onto the end, maybe. Or... No, Doga, people will want to see how, you know, yeah. all the humble origins yeah. of uh, digital yeah. divination. But they, so, so I thought that was one interesting thing. And the other one is that, you know, we started this the same time that Legend Lore started with Luis and Lauren uh, talking about second edition. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow we got 10 episodes ahead of them. Oh, really? Yes. So do we just, we just sort of take, take some time off and let them catch up or no, that's not fair. No, no. I think it's a testament to us not missing any weeks the whole time. (laughs) Right. I mean, we're literally, this is 50 weeks after we started or a hundred weeks after we started. And this is the 50th episode. We have not missed. We have not missed any. And, and this includes, I will point out the week that I got my transplant, I was in the hospital and we had just recorded on a Sunday night, right? Right. Monday, I went in uh, to the hospital. I was supposed to do a last-minute check before my surgery on Wednesday. I thought I was going to go home, and I was going to finish editing and put it up. So it would be up online for Tuesday, which is when we were doing it. And I got hospitalized, and I couldn't do anything with it. And I was like, oh, we're going we're gonna to miss an episode. It was like right in the middle of our run somewhere. Like in uh, Actually, this was in June – so it was probably yeah, you like would, you would know when your transplant was. I think that should yeah. probably be a date that you you recall pretty immediately. Right. So so it might have been in um, I don't know, maybe ten episodes in or something. I don't know. So it wasn't that far, but I still I was in the hospital. I I basically was in there for observation. Nothing else I could do. So I got on my phone and I contacted Ryan. And I said, Ryan, I got this episode. It's already recorded up online on the client. Here's how you can pull it down. Can you post it up for us on time? And so he pulled it down. He actually edited in the music from the front and the back on it like we normally do. And he put it up for us. And uh, so that kept our streak going all the way up until now. Right. Well, and then there was the one time that I missed. I was on sort of a lengthy vacation and you... Uh, swapped in uh, some fifth edition game designer oh. guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That, that's how we solved this. So you, I guess you could have filled, got a fill in for me, but yeah, uh, I get. Should we? I mean, this news just broke today. Is it okay if we yep, talk about yep. it? 
All right. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see why we couldn't. It's uh, public information that uh, yeah. Jake Tondro yeah. has accepted a position as a senior game designer at Wizards of the Coast. That's that's very exciting. Yeah, it's like um, I think that's awesome for him. You know, like he mentioned that now he can afford to buy a house and have a life and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So I think that's great. And and hopefully we'll still see him. He kind of indicated when I said it'd be great to have him, you know, play a game with him sometime, even if it was that that other, you know, game. And he said he'd <laughs> like to do that. So, you know, hopefully we can well, still stay friends with him, right? Well, and I know I know quite a few people that work on uh, Dungeons & Dragons, and he'll be sort of the the easiest, readiest, closest person I know who works on fifth edition D and D in order to do D and D. This is, I mean, this is how, how close we are. I have his dogs in my house right now. (laughs) I'm I'm watching his dogs. Um, We had, we had done a pretty good job of keeping them away from the Guinea pigs. Not good enough. No, all the Guinea pigs are both. Okay. Okay. But not for lack of trying on behalf of, uh, on behalf of his dogs. (laughs) What do they think of your chickens? Uh, they don't particularly care. Uh, wow. The first time they came over, I'd put up the fencing around the chickens. And, and the first time, I mean, Jake, he was just coming over for, uh, you know, for back supper outside, right? We were grilling outside. Right. Right. And I thought, this is going to be the test. If my fencing is good enough to keep these two, uh, you know, lovable, but very excitable dogs that he has out. <laughs> yes. And, and yes. it was good enough. Yeah. And I think somewhere along the, along the line, they learned, like my dogs did, that the chickens just aren't particularly interesting i guess to chase yeah. and so they don't they don't care about them they don't chase them they let them run around i've got three we got 11 chickens three of them can easily get out and they're often right. running around the yard and even though they're in the yard with the dog the dog they don't care chickens don't care about the dogs dogs don't care about the chickens man you know i i think they just haven't they haven't smelled them deep fried otherwise they would change their tune <laughs> because my dog you know if we're cooking chicken in the house he knows that's we're cooking chicken. So I think he knows there must the smell. Be something. And... Yes. Yes. Probably pig too. I was just making bacon this morning, uh, this afternoon. And man, he, he knows that smell really. He's just hoping he's just hoping for something to fall. There is, so. there's no creature more hopeful than a dog <laughs> in a kitchen. That's the... <laughs> pretty much, hey, you know, except he doesn't like, he doesn't like vegetables like, you know, uh, celery or green pepper or, Oh man, garlic! Oh man, he'll get a taste of that, and he's done. He, he doesn't want to. He's gone. He's gone. We got one of our our little yeah. our littlest dog loves yeah. baby carrots, and really? I didn't. I wouldn't have thought that baby carrots have a smell to them. But if we open yeah. a bag, she is right there. She knows wow. there are baby carrots, and if she is cute enough, she will probably get one. And so she's right <laughs> under our feet, being cute, trying to get a baby carrot. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, you know, you said we shouldn't do anything special for the fiftieth, but. I decided we should do something special for the 50th. Oh, what's that? Well, um, now you probably know I've been working on this, and especially now since we have this setup. So I decided for the 50th that we would change up our show a little bit. In that, we would start shooting video of our show. So we would make it a video podcast. And so I've been practicing the last couple episodes and you've been participating because I'm recording you and you know, I'm recording you. That's right. I know full well that suddenly I've got a camera (laughs) right in front of me. Yep. But I want to announce it now that we have been uh, putting up our shows on YouTube and we're putting up the entire podcast, which, you know, I don't know about you. I don't generally listen to full podcasts on YouTube. 
I like listening to them on the radio when I'm driving to work and doing things like that. That's what I think podcasts are good about. But we do talk about a variety of topics. And so one of the things that I've done with the last two episodes, the so 48 and 47, is I gone ahead and split them up by the subtopics that we had. So in episode 47, we're talking about a lot of different parts in Galactic Magic that we wrote. So I put six or seven different sections related to each of those on, on YouTube. And then the last episode, we talked about Horizons of the Vast and um, your Scaldwood Blight uh, Kickstarter, which is still going strong. Um, yep. The Dead Suns hardcover that came out. So a whole bunch of different things like that. So I put them in their own short videos. Well, I have, I have to say, of all of the things that impressed me about all the work you've done here, as far as coordinating with uh, with the No Direction people, as far as, you know, giving me advice on sound and lighting, helping us get everything together, turning our aimless ramblings into discrete <laughs> chunks might be the most impressive thing I've ever heard of, uh, of anybody doing. That's that's a, That's quite a task to try to break us up in a cohesive and coherent way. Well, you know, some of them are shorter chunks than others because of that. (laughs) Oh, we only said two interesting things here. I guess that's all it gets. Um, But it it seemed pretty natural, you know, to to break it up by by those topics. And the other thing I'm putting on on this particular uh, YouTube channel is also the recordings of my interviews I'm doing with people that I started doing. So uh, the first one I did was with... uh, Connor Alexander from Coyote and Crow talking about mm-hmm. that Kickstarter campaign he did and um, bringing together a team of indigenous writers to put together his his new um, his new role playing game, which did a million dollars in sales. Is yours going to do a million dollars? Oh, oh goodness no, goodness okay. no. We, I mean, well, right. I don't, never say never. I yeah. still got more than a week left to do it. Yes. It could, yes. Get it. Yes. but I seems on un, seems unlikely. Okay. But, yeah, uh, but I, I was part of that million dollars. I was really excited yes, to see Coyote yeah. and Crow. And so I backed that and I'm really excited about it. I just got a notification about fulfillment is happening. Ooh, that, that makes me very excited. Excellent. Excellent. So, so I put that up and I, I wasn't sure about taking pieces out of that, him answering specific questions or not. I, I think uh, it sounds pretty good. It's in its entirety. So anyway, I put up this channel. Originally I put it under digital divination because that's kind of what we were talking about. Uh, I decided that we were going to talk about stuff other than just digitally stuff. So I changed it to gaming divination. Um, Unfortunately, if you search for on YouTube, digital divination, we still show up along with somebody who's doing something with tarot cards. Don't, don't watch that. They're really weird videos. Basically they're, (laughs) it's a video of a tarot card with this weird music in the background and they have a hundred, no, 400 of them like that. Wow, how no long idea. are, I mean, like a couple minutes each or like hours each? A couple minutes, I think a couple okay. minutes each. And it's just very strange. I don't understand what they're trying to do. Okay. Um, but if you do a search on, on YouTube under Gaming Divination Starfire, it shows up. Uh, I also okay. got um, uh, GamingDivination.com. Oh, man. Now I don't know for sure. Uh, if it's Game Divination or Gaming Divination. I better for look episode that up. fifty-one, stay tuned for whatever the name is for the. Uh... No, you look well, it up right now. Yeah, I was going back and forth between the two, and 
So I don't remember which one it is. Okay, it's Gaming Divination. I was right. So if you type GamingDivination.com, it brings you right to the channel. And that's, oh, so that's kind of an easy one. Yeah, so I just kind of want to uh, put that out there. We're still posting all our podcasts on No Direction, but I got the clearance from Ryan to cross-post our content to other platforms, other sites and stuff. And I, we're not really, they don't really have room, I think, on, on No Direction for us to stream this. So I thought, well, we'll just record the podcast and then we'll kind of post it on our own thing. And and for me, it's just practice, right? I'm just practicing learning how to use the tools, learning how to edit. Uh, so it's more of a fun exercise. But I think it gives our listeners a chance to see if, if they can't stay for the whole show, take on a couple of different snippets that maybe they're interested in. But also they can put comments down too. And they're, for us, it's easier to parse them that way to see if they're interested in something in particular or if they have a question about something. Those will show up really readily on YouTube versus in Discord under the, the feedback and comments. That's just a massive scroll that goes on and on and on. And it's really hard to, to locate anything specific that's made uh, about our show. Right. So. Well, I think I'm excited to see what it is people, what it is that resonates with people. Yeah. I feel like we've gone through 50 episodes of just sort of being us and chatting. And that seems <laughs> people seem to not want us to shut up, I guess that's yeah. very positive. Yeah. But if we've got yeah. specific things that we talk about that we can see people view a lot more, oh, they want right. to hear more about our uh, insights regarding game design. They love it when right. we, or instead maybe they love it when we talk about some of those, these, you know, old out of print sort of, you know, very yeah. old games we've played and things like that. All people want to hear more about that. They like it when we talk about classes specifically for Starfinder. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should talk more about those. This is, it's a good way for us to get what people want to hear uh, mm -hmm. more mm -hmm. in front of them. So, yeah. And, and I was actually thinking in down the road, you know, we have some interesting and unique experiences and, and abilities that, we could take advantage of some of those and do some standalone videos too, to answer questions. I was thinking, you know, a five or six minute video to answer a question uh, about, you know, uh, what particular races are good for particular classes or how do you make a character in 10 minutes or, you know, things like that where, where people might be searching for a quick question that maybe they can't find a ready answer somewhere else. And they could look at a short video that we've made up. So that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking long-term for, for, for us to work on that, if you're interested. Oh, well, yeah. And I think that one of the things that I'd be happy to do to have those sort of discussions is a more Pathfinder focus. Yeah, Because yeah. this is a Starfinder show. So right. even though I sort of can't shut up about Pathfinder, <laughs> really, I feel a little bit guilty because people yeah. are tuning in here to listen to, uh, to Starfinder. But if I've got a place where I can actually sort of, you know, oh, here's, you know, here's a, a quick lore dump about the main meta regions from a very high level. There you go. You've got that lore dump. Mm -hmm. Or here's how, you know, here's how to build a champion in six steps and things like mm -hmm. that, I think, could be... Uh, oh, I'd probably leave that to you since you play a champion in the Well, game I've only I got so far. I don't know. But I'd, like, <laughs> I'd love that champion, by the way. So, uh, But yeah, I, that's one reason why I thought going to gaming divination rather than leaving it digital or a more Starfinder uh, Star kind of oriented name. Uh, but who knows? It's really easy to change the name. So, yeah. you know, and right now there's a, there's a divination game that gets, shows up a lot if you just do a basic search. 
So, you know, we got to, we got to put a lot more content out there. So gaming oh, divination then, shows oh, up. Oh, and that knocks us <laughs> up higher when people yes. get more of our views. Yeah, I don't know. So. Now I'm super curious about the other one with the tarot cards. You've warned me against it, but I can't help but be yeah. at least a little bit curious. Well, you know what? My wife looked, I didn't even know about it until I told my wife the name. She looked it up and said, oh, there's a digital divination here. Oh, it's all tarot cards and stuff. That's really weird. And she started looking at a couple, of, and literally most of them had no views, except like the first one, they had 13. So everybody said, oh, what is this? Looked at the first one, and then, oh, this is crazy. And then kind yeah, of- Yeah, not very interesting. So. You know, but, uh, you know, there's there's also the uh, the Harrow deck, which is the equivalent right. in-world in Pathfinder. So maybe there's something to be said for that as well. I, I don't know. Maybe we can... Uh, there's all kinds of stuff that we could talk about. If we're doing <laughs> focused video, little chunks of things, I think there's yeah. sort of a lot of great information that, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever done the same, but I'll do a lot of where, gosh, I really want some information about this. I'm sure somebody's done a yep. tutorial or information about X and I will jump on YouTube or whatever, search for it. And then, oh, here's a 35 minute video, but I don't know yep. 35 minutes. I want something yep. that I'm looking for something that's, you know, Five, somewhere between five and 10. That's about my yep. attention span that's, to learn everything I want to know. <laughs> yes. I, you know, the, the, one of the thing I was doing recently with that is trying to figure out how to set up foundry, which we talked a little bit about for Starfinder. Right. There's a whole bunch of foundry for Pathfinder second edition. And it's awesome for that. I can't find hardly anything for Starfinder. So I was having to figure out, okay, this is what it meant on Pathfinder. How can I make it on Starfinder? So like one of the things I want to do is how to set up foundry for Starfinder. Yeah. Right? I, I haven't seen, I've been looking for yeah. foundry videos as well. Yeah. And those something foundry for Starfinder would be great. I'd like to, yeah. I'd like to take the mental effort necessary to learn yeah. right. how to be run stuff in foundry. I feel like I know roll 20 very, very well. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'd like to, uh, overcome the hurdle, the learning curve in order to be able yeah. to use foundry with as much ease as I do roll 20. That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of my mm-hmm. short-term goal. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of good stuff on there for Pathfinder. If you want to do the Starfinder, we're going to have to make it up. That's just saying. Alrighty. <laughs> so. And then, and then tell people how to do so in short increments. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. I, I think so. Well, you know what? Now I got to teach you how to use OBS. I don't, even know open broadcast is. open broadcast studio that's that's kind of what i use that's what you use for streaming and you can do recording okay. and stuff like that anyway you're gonna have to learn how to record what you're doing on the computer so then you could have a voiceover to explain yeah, what you're doing as yeah, you do I don't know how to do any of that i will actually I need some learning so i need some education teach- there and and some hardware too. I'll have to get you the hardware to do that. So maybe I should do a tutorial on how to build tutorials. Wait, and I'll watch that, and then I'll know. <laughs> oh wow, that's a, there guaranteed one view, John, right there. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's uh, anyway. So that's in addition to the gaming stuff that we intend to stick with, primarily Paizo stuff. But I think we could branch out to other things. I think you really like this this. Torque game. So oh, Torque Eternity. Talk, I talk love it. Yes. And then Rob really likes this Rune Quest thing. And now that Jake is doing this fifth edition thing, maybe we'll have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> and then we did mention this other thing, this marrying Mr. Darcy. I think people would really like a review of that. <laughs> so I could do it. I could do yeah. it. 
So, you know, I uh, think that it's boundless now that we've changed up the name. Yeah, I've got, there is no shortage of, uh, of games, role-playing games, board games, card games, et cetera, yeah. that, uh, that I know well. The, the shelf behind me is only the most sort of used reference or most interesting <laughs> uh, of the role-playing games. What you can't see here is I've got the lowest two shelves behind me are my completed campaigns. It's where I put all the mm-hmm. books for a campaign that is done and wrapped, like our Dead Sun game. I put all right. six volumes of, of Dead Suns right there, along with copies of my character sheet and stuff like that. So I can uh, I can go look back at that. But it, it it's a constant visual reminder of just how much stuff I've played in my life, which is <laughs> yeah. great to see. It's yeah. really heartwarming. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have near the extensive gaming shelf of stuff I've completed, but I do have a bunch of games I haven't played yet that I'm interested. Uh, Mutants and Masterminds is another one I'd like to get going on, so I'd be happy to to talk about that. So, anyway, I, I, I want you to be careful of uh, of chairs. Um, I played a um, Mutants and Masterminds game that was it was pretty popular. It was Champions, I think, and then we went to Mutants and Masterminds. Oh, yeah. yeah, but my character was a very expressive dog person. And, you know, was always sort of, you know, <laughs> excited to see people and jumping around. Yeah. And I, I broke not one but two different chairs uh, <laughs> role-playing my exuberance in that game. So okay. I feel like I have to be careful when I'm playing right. any sort of superhero game. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't like, wasn't lampposts or anything. It was chairs that... Uh, uh, right. Right. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's, well, that's exciting. I, that's one I, I'm interested, interested in playing. In fact, Getting back to what I was starting with before you shifted us to this whole 50th episode thing. Um, so our the Sunday night game, which is the, uh, the one that we just started this, this Sunday, a couple of days ago. Uh, one of the games that we had kicked around doing was Mutants and Masterminds. Mm-hmm. So that was that was on the table. Didn't have enough. You know, we have a total of seven people now that you've, you've kind of joined the group. And we didn't have a good a good enough consensus for that. And honestly, that the only game that gives a hundred percent consensus for us typically is Starfinder, because we do have a uh, Brendan who you met, who is a big time five E player when he wants to do fantasy. So he okay. doesn't do any Pathfinder when he does fantasy. He does all five E. So he loves doing Starfinder, but not so much for that. So everybody else is pretty flexible. So we could have gone. Um, other ways except for him and we don't want to really leave out brendan right that's right right the regular crew Uh, i'm curious though so we did some introductions there and you got to meet everybody how do you feel about the group and how you fit in um i don't know what your expectations were ahead of time but what's your sense of things oh i i really liked everybody in fact i particularly like that we kind of got started we introduced our characters and you know we all know the game so when somebody says well i'm a you know i'm a uh uh biohacker we've at least seen or kind of read about biohackers maybe had one in a game with us or something so we kind of all know character stuff but then uh dinner showed up and your idea was let's go around we'll talk about who we are sort of as people and what we do Uh, and that was really neat. And I, it was neat to hear that two of the other players have some uh, legal experience, right? Not right. practicing lawyers, but uh, right. they, I speak kind of the same language that they do when it comes to some of the, the legal work that I've done. Uh, and that was kind of neat. And other connections people have had. Uh, a lot of people have done coaching of different sports. Yeah. And right. some people very heavily, some people only light. Um, 
you know, it's a, being able to identify commonalities that we had between us mm-hmm. as we were talking with each other was, it was a really neat way to build connections with a group of people. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm good at meeting people. I feel like I meet people a lot. Yeah, yes. I feel like I haven't done enough of it during the yeah, pandemic, yeah. but um, one of the things that's a real joy about getting to know people is, oh, you know, oh, you lived in Chicago, a part of Chicago. I was from All there. Right. Oh, yeah, you know, I yeah. had a cousin that lived in that area. I mean, that kind of thing was, uh, it was really neat to to be able to connect with people. I really liked the group. And I, I feel like they were also really welcoming of me. I know that a lot of them have played together quite a bit. And right. sometimes that can make it a little hard to welcome somebody else in. They've all been very welcoming and I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's actually the thing I wasn't sure about because we have not added an outside. Well, we added one outsider to the full group that blew up spectacularly. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes. And it was really not, didn't turn out well. It's happened last year. I think I might've talked a little bit about it with you. Um, But otherwise this whole crew, basically I blame Scott who's there, right? Scott really started it when he got us playing dead sons at his house. But then when I wanted to start playing society play, I had to recruit players. And so of course I recruited Scott, but then I just started grabbing people that were showing up or were interested in, in playing Starfinder. And we've all stuck together. I think it's been, this will be three over three years, maybe three and a half years playing Starfinder primarily. And every once in a while we'll get together a lot of times at my house, sometimes at Vernon Wells, which is a, a local game club. And we'll play just some, some one shot board game on a holiday or something. Um, so it's, it's, it's been fun. And, and they've been up to Camino Island for barbecue and everything, of course. And uh, Aaron and Rob, actually, they oftentimes will come up for their anniversary. I'll let them have the place. I've done that for a couple, three years now and, and oh, things that's like neat. that. So, that's neat. Yeah, so it's just kind of it, – it's it feels – for me, it's a nice, tight friend group. And even when we're not playing games, sometimes we'll watch movies or just hang out, help each other out with stuff. You know, So it's not just oh, a gaming good. group it's kind of grown more than that. And that's the same thing I kind of feel like I have with you and Mark and some of the others in the other group. And so for me, it's really cool to see this cross pollination of groups now, you know? Yep. So it's kind of, you, know, you can't bring well, them all together because there's too many, but you know. <laughs> too many people to play one game together, <laughs> yeah. but it's, um, it's actually, that's harder to do sort of the older you get. I, I remember, oh, yeah doing that a lot when I was younger because I'd be able to say, oh, these are my friends that I game with at college. And these are my friends that I game with from work. And these are my friends, my old home friends group from way back in middle school. Right. And I had these different (laughs) groups and some overlap and bleeding between them. It was, it was, I I feel like it was easier to do then. I feel like people now they kind of get you sort of a core group of, of people and that's who they game with and people who are lucky enough to have a couple of different game, couple of different groups, um, mm-hmm. have the ability to sort of, uh, move between, I do, I do have to say though, as much as I thought we really get along, really got along and, uh, they like me, I'm, I'm reminded of pants. Um, I had a, uh, one of my, uh, one of my kids therapists was, was new and talking, talking to her and saying, you know, just we'll, we'll talk, we'll get to know one another, but a therapist is like a pair of pants, right? Sometimes mm. the fit just isn't right. great and it's not right. your fault. It's not the pants fault. You just, go find a different pair of pants because the fit's not great. So I've tried to keep myself open when I'm in a group and the group is like, well, you know, we've got our own dynamic. 
you don't mesh with it particularly well or whatever. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to get sort of upset about it. Oh, you know, right. we'll find something else. I'm willing to give it a good try and be understanding of other people. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's pants. Right. Well, that's, that's kind of a neat analogy. I, I will say that um, there could be some peculiarities that could start grating on your nerves, but you already met Scott. So I don't know that. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like in so many ways I'm the backup Scott, because if there is some obvious groan worthy yes. pun and yes. Scott hasn't said it, I get to, yes. right. I feel like yes. I kind of feel like I can't not say it. Right. Yeah. And I get yeah. all the yeah. groans yeah. and I'm like, all right, well, I feel like to the extent there is uh, the, the necessary punliness of the group, I'm, I'm yes. there to support I'm backup pun. Um, but, well, uh, think, anyway, it's good. Yeah. Scott wasn't feeling very well. And I think that's why he, he kind of deferred to you on, on some of those. So his back's bothering him, you know, from, right. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Although he's doing better yeah. than some of the ailments that he's had most recently. Right. So I feel like he's on an upswing. That's always good to see in a friend that they're on an upswing yeah. from a tough time. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that's, that's the group. And, uh, I, I thought you fit in well. And one of the things I wondered about is, you know, oftentimes people, when they meet developers and, and writers, especially you're the author of this game that we're playing of this particular scenario, which I got to apologize. I, I'm poking fun at you in there as the author. I don't mean to be, I hope I'm not getting on your nerves, but I'm saying, I don't understand why the author did this. This obviously was whatever. I did that a couple of times. I noticed and it's like, no, that's okay. That, okay. well, first, first of all, you know, I, I was, I was yeah. telling you, I'm like, that was like store four Starfinder adventures ago. I don't yeah. even, you yeah. know, yeah. I was yeah. actually expecting early on to meet an NPC that I, when we didn't meet this NPC, I realized, Oh, Oh, that's actually an NPC from a whole different adventure. <laughs> <laughs> In a, okay. it kind of in a similar yeah. circumstance, okay. right? Yeah. Like, oh no, yeah. of course you don't meet that person. That's somebody for somebody yeah. else from some different adventure. But, um, but no, that's not uh, that kind of thing. Lets me know. So I'm not only am I yeah. not particularly good about remembering exactly what's yeah. in there, uh, I'm also uh, eager to sort of help out. You know, here's what I might have meant, or I don't know what right. I might. What do you What do you think, right? Because how right. none none of the that's a really weird thing about being an RPG author is that mm -hmm. I'm never speaking to players in what I write. Uh, right, technically, right. I guess maybe in box text, I'm expecting that to be read verbatim, but even then I know a lot of, a lot of GMs don't, but mm -hmm. everything that I do to communicate to players is always filtered through a GM. Sometimes, right. sometimes for the worse, most times for the better, sometimes for the much, much better. So um, that, that sort of filtering process is a natural part of the writing and it doesn't bother me at all to see that okay. or have people question it. So. Because I, you know, I'm used to changing things on the fly that makes sense to me as I'm doing them. And I realize, oh, wait a second. Maybe he meant it to be this way for a particular reason. And, and, and so that's why I'm like, calling it out specifically on those things oh so, no no problem yeah. i don't okay. i don't i i long ago gave up pride of authorship i yeah. uh i All think right. we had uh that's that's not and that might have been not so much my game writing training as my legal training right mm, because if you're right. putting a document together and other lawyers are looking at the document and they say hey here's a this is just not a very good way to word this here's a better way to word it oh okay okay right that's what that's what i want is a product that is the best and I don't need to feel like my words are always the best. In many cases, they aren't. Um, that's why going through 
the development process and then the editing process and then the GM running. I mean, there's so many steps right. that take everything I've done and make it a little bit better, a little bit better, a lot better, you know, all the way along the line. Um, that's just, just really great to see. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I, that just occurred to me. I was going to say something about that. But the other thing I was going to mention is I had a, a little concern or I didn't know actually mostly how the others who haven't met you would interact with you because you're the author of this particular piece and you've been an author of several of the AP books that we've gone through and you're, you know, a been a senior developer and now you're a managing developer or whatever your name is. I always mm-hmm. forget what the name is <laughs> at Paizo, you know, at this company, you're, you're kind of a Mr. Big deal and we're just, just players here. Right. Um, I don't, nobody seemed to be gun shy about it. Nobody's overly fanboying about it. I don't, didn't notice any of that. Um, they, as far as I can tell, they're acting like they always act, which I, I really appreciated that they didn't act different around you. So, well, I have, I, I, uh, I, to the extent I ever maybe expected celebrity treatment, that was, <laughs> that was pretty well pushed out in very early before I even joined Paizo working there. I was an, an author and primarily an author initially in the, uh, Pathfinder society games. Right. And so after I'd written a few of those, I went to a PaizoCon, sort of, where they were even they were even premiering one of them that I'd written. So I felt real good about that. Felt, frankly, a little more full of myself than than I should have been. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the con hadn't even started yet. I was there with my friend Rhett. I was attending, and somebody was like, "Oh, hey, is that you're? Are you Ron Lundine?" And I'm not only ready to like be, of course I am the the <laughs> Ron Lundine. I'm already you know, reaching in my pocket for a Sharpie because I've been asked to sign some stuff before. And oh, I think maybe right. this is guy. So I'm like, yes, I'm Ron Lundine. And he says, yeah, I'm from New York. And I know a couple of guys want to beat the expletive out of you. Okay. What? Yeah. I wrote an adventure that was really hard and uh-huh. their character suffered for it. And a couple of them were like, that's it. I'm just done playing Pathfinder. And they had Wow. quit Pathfinder for like 10 months because I'd written an adventure that was really hard. Like, all right, well, that's, that is not, that was not the celebrity encounter I was <laughs> expecting. That was not signing anything. I was, you know, it's pretty severe dressing down for the difficulty of this particular encounter where this guy is like, my friends didn't, didn't play the game for a long time because of you. He's genuinely upset about it. And right, I, you know, right. wanted to hear that, but that, that drove away any sense that I might, uh, you know, be put up on a pedestal by anybody. That's not my place. Well, they didn't even try. So I hope you weren't disappointed about that either, nope. though. But uh, <laughs> no, the whole point is I want to be sort of in among a group of gamers right. again. That's great. Right. right. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, you'd mentioned that uh, your wife, Stephanie, wanted you to get out of the house and find other people to play with. Um, <laughs> was was there something driving that? I'm, I, I don't know. I haven't asked her that. Well, I think we've had a real a real ebb in the pandemic, which has been great to see. And yeah, yeah it is, it is some more uh, social interaction. And here's, here's why Stephanie started thinking about that. I don't particularly like working from home. I feel it's very isolating. And so as mm-hmm. soon as I was able to go back into the office and work at Paizo, I did so. Those of us who opted into working there were able to go back into the office. I might've even mentioned it on the show, mm-hmm. but there weren't very many people who did. And it almost makes the place even sadder, I guess, to work. And I was talking to my friend James at one point, and I said, I really don't feel like I'm working back in the office. I feel like I'm working from home 
but in a different spot, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, it's still very isolating. I didn't have the the creative camaraderie with the whole with the large groups that we used to do. All the meetings were still done on Zoom, which is even mm-hmm. harder to take from my desk in a cubicle than it was at home. And so I eventually just said, you know what, I'm just going to transition back to home. And I think that Stephanie realized that that was even even the even the lesson social interaction I was getting in a mostly depopulated office uh, was worth something to me. I needed something else. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, bless her instead of saying, just get out, right? <laughs> just get, <laughs> get out and game with people. So I found two different yeah. in-person groups. Yeah. Um, and I'm pleased that both of the in-person groups are very serious about being vaccinated and they're taking, mm-hmm. taking precautions very seriously. Uh, that's yeah. important to me because the last thing I want to do is be s- spreading it to each other, right? That's I don't want to right. be a patient zero for anybody. Um, and so it's nice that I'm able to keep the the general overall precautions and know that other people are too, and still get back to the in-person gaming. The mm-hmm. um, Another group that I joined here in town, I uh, run into a little problem, sort of the opposite of the celebrity problem where the, the GM was like, well, I wanted to run Age of Ashes, but you wrote some of that. And I thought about running this other thing but you wrote some of that. <laughs> and so he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to run something that I've written. He, oh. I, you know, we don't know each other nearly as well as you and I know right. each other. Right. Um, so I can understand that, but that's made it hard for him to find anything Pathfinder. I've touched a lot more Pathfinder second edition than I realize. Well, yeah. And all the fun stuff too, right? If he's, if he's like the, the one you have with Stephanie, I'm thinking that sounds like a really fun one to do. And if he's excluding stuff you've worked on, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'm really excited about that. If And I will say that I, I really want to get Foundry up and going. Um, and one of the things I would like to be able to run on Foundry would be the Broken Tusk Moon and the quest for the Frozen yeah. Flame and try to get a, a, a group for that together. That would be kind of neat. Uh, to his credit, though, I want to finish the story that this GM, instead, the first time we got together, we met once, once to make characters, once to play. He came up with this, this rollicking, inventive guy. I have no idea where he got this adventure, but it was a blast and sort of this wizard's haunted house with all this crazy stuff going on. It was a real joy. So uh, he doesn't need me. He doesn't need to worry about the <laughs> stuff. I got. He's, he's doing great by himself. Cool. Very good. Very good. Well, in, in terms of Foundry, uh, you know, I'm probably just a little bit ahead of the curve. Uh, in front of you, I can show you the tricks I've learned so far uh, for a quick start. If you're interested in the quick start, Rob, who's in the the group that we have Sunday nights, he can show you the the in depth. If you're really tech oriented, how to do it cheap, but you have to spend hours and hours and hours figuring it out. Way, um, which is not my way. My way is spend a little bit of money, five dollars a month, and basically drag and drop, and it's all set up ready to go. And then save so, your time. Yeah. Yes. Time versus so, money or money versus time. Right. So uh, we're happy to help you either way. So great. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I was, I, I actually had serious topics to talk about this time. Um, yeah. I did want to talk a little bit about the, the charter system because there was something that it was very perplexing to me uh, as we were going through and and I was reading through actually up until right before we started playing, I couldn't figure out this this one part. And it wasn't until we had kind of concluded our our playing for the day and we were talking about the next time that I finally figured out how that part worked, the charter turns, you know, the timing for that. Uh, and then I also want to know a little bit about um, what you've learned about the precog since last oh, time. Yeah. 
But unfortunately, I think we're out of time. Well, it's not like we're not going to do another 50 of these over the yeah, course of the so, <laughs> next 100 so, weeks. So I, I think those are going to those are gonna have to wait for next time. How, how often do we do that? How often do we tell people, here's what you'll get next time? I don't think we ever do. So this I know, is a but, special treat for 50. <laughs> a, yeah, a special cliffhanger. Well, this is something you do you, that we, we've really been doing really well in the actual play. Like everybody's leaving the cliffhangers and you've been doing it a lot lately. Just saying. So I thought I would practice that here myself. Good idea. Wow. I'm John. And I'm Ron. And this is Digital Divination. <laughs>